This episode of Kessel Run Weekly was recorded live on YouTube. You've never heard of the Millennium Fault? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 parsecs. Yeah, new computer. Yeah. Danny's got a computer that's going to stream now. Well, in theory. (laughs) In theory, yeah. We'll see how that goes. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and we'll uh, dive in for tonight. So welcome, everyone, to Holocron Book Club, Kessel Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And tonight we're joined by our spectacular friend, Todd Hoffman, from WSTR Podcast. Hello, everyone. How's Thanks for having man? me on. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's going really well. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, man. So um, we have you on tonight to talk about uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. We're starting our book club, so we're at the first ten chapters of the book. Um, so we haven't got, quite got all the way through. These ten chapters were really awesome. So, um, so with our Holocron Book Club, guys, if you haven't joined us for it before, um, we do like to take the book in pieces. Um, so it's kind of a, something you can read along with, you can listen to after you finished it, milestones, all that good stuff, um, and give you a little commentary on that instead of trying to uh, munch down the entire book in one setting. <laughs> so uh, without further ado... Heather. Little chunks, little chunks. Yeah, right, little, little chunks. <laughs> so, Heather, you ready to go ahead and get us started on uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia? Yes! Okay, so my overall impression of these ten chapters was that she's strong, as we know Leia is, but she makes mistakes, a lot of mistakes. And um, we open on her day of demand, and um, I love how they are able to create um feeling that the royal family are are servers of you know their service members of the community it's not um it's not the other way around <laughs> right no definitely I, I completely agree with that now that was something i always kind of wondered about alderaan um and, and todd you may know uh more about the i don't know if you know legends history i feel like you do 
I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if it's ever been explored in uh, Alderaan has been explored or anything like that, but I've always wondered the 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 hierarchy because she's the princess, but you never heal here, uh, Bale or Breka. I think is how you say it. Breha. Breha. Was... How do you say? It? Hey, I think it's Breha. 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 We'll go with that. Um, yeah. So yeah, you never yeah. hear them referred to as king and queen. Um, which I thought was interesting in this too is that it's still not king; it's viceroy, which I, I kind of like that. Kind of has a cool tone to it. But yeah, so you got queen and viceroy. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting that it was—it's almost like the monarchy for it is kind of just because we have to have a government. It's not really like the real thing. I guess I'm saying I don't know. Maybe I'm saying that weird. What did you guys think? I think I thought... it's definitely like more medieval, you know. Okay. So um, it definitely has like that medieval feel, um, um, and it's almost like not real. It's almost like in a British hierarchy where it's kind of just there. It's not really uh, taken symbolic. Like, totally serious. I th yeah, it's more symbolic than it is like actual. You know, I would say you know more kind of in real substance there it's yeah. just more kind of like there as you know hey we're the king and queen you know and this is our princess definitely um that's definitely the vibe that i got on and everything but i thought that that was cool because like it the whole culture the whole everything around all like you were saying heather seems to be focused on the people it's all about the people it's all about serving yeah. the people right um which is unique because you don't see that anywhere else in star wars Kind of makes you kind of breaks your heart a little bit more too, knowing that there's no more. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of met their end there. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like that just fascinated me. And then the whole thing with the uh, the sword, um, the um, what was it, the the Rindon sword? I think is what it was. Like that was stinking cool. Like, the whole time I'm envisioning it in my hand and I can just see, it, like, almost Wonder Woman style, like how she had the sword. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it made me think of. I'm like, yeah, get him, Leia. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that whole ceremony and everything like that, I thought that was cool that it, it, it seems like it's a culture based on tradition. Tradition and helping others, um, which I think is really important to Leia's character as well as her father and, well, her adoptive father, father and mother. I agree. And, you know, they were such loving parents. And for her to feel what 16-year-old girl doesn't feel <laughs> a little rebellious. And, um, you know, she just takes it a bit far. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Well, it, well, what I was going to say to that, too, is like, so I, I like seeing rebellious Leia. Because even when she's rebellious, she has a purpose and a higher a higher purpose to all of it of this is why I'm doing it, is to help all these other people. But in truth, she's being a teenager, <laughs> masking it with these higher right. purposes. Um, so Well, uh, we all have a higher purpose when we're 16. That's true. That's true. I did. Yeah. Well, she seemed kind of more grown up than than most 16 year olds she has so, to be has to be exactly um at the same time though it was cool seeing that peek into leia's her raising basically uh her discovering okay well i'm gonna do these awesome and amazing things um i can't just jump out there and do these awesome amazing things without consequences i thought that was really interesting what do you think todd 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like uh, the book. Def definitely captures her rebellious spirit. Um, yeah, I think at this beginning chapter is just more or less pomp and circumstance. And I was, you know, definitely looking for substance, but it does set the world really well as far as like didn't really didn't explore that even in the Legends series. There's not a lot too much okay. about Alderaan because technically it's blown up more time. So <laughs> we don't see a lot of stuff touched uh, touched about Alderaan, you know. So yeah, I got you. Cool. So and uh, what I actually enjoyed because I mean, and I don't want to go chapter by chapter because I mean, it. it, it I, I will be honest. I, I powered through this all day because I've been in the in the midst of retail just psychotic craziness what retail <laughs> at christmas time i don't understand so, yeah. what is your issue wait you read the whole read the whole first 10 chapters of yes, one sitting i did it all in one nice. sitting it took me all day because nice. <laughs> i'm not a quick yes, reader nice. <laughs> but i mean like i've been trying to find time to do it like all weekend and everything and with thanksgiving black friday yeah. cyber monday all these others yeah. it's just been like oh my gosh um, so yeah, yeah I mean like today's taco Tuesday, so know, right? it's very hard, you know <laughs> This was the point where I could get away for a second So right. I literally yeah. just powered through all ten chapters today, so they're still fresh. So there you go um, But I mean, I, I still I still loved it though um, Because it's something that actually Heather and I have talked about on previous book club uh, episodes where I mean I've always struggled with books keeping my attention um, I've never been able to really just power through a book or anything like that. It's got to it's got to keep me wondering and wanting to know more from the first chapter. Um, otherwise, I'm kind of like, yeah. eh, I'm good. <laughs> um, which Thrawn was my first canon novel, the first book that I was able like I had to actually like ration myself because we were doing it in sections as well, and so I was like, I can't go past what we're supposed to go past <laughs> and stuff like that. And so like, and this one's kind of got that with me as well. No, I think we lost Todd. Oh, there he is. Cool. <laughs> um, but uh, it, I mean, this book's this book's got me um, that way as well. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Todd. <laughs> Can you hear us? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought you were gonna say something. I apologize. Um, but yeah, but I mean, this one I, I've had I had to make myself stop, even though I mean, we did have the show coming up, so that was probably a good factor in it as well. But nonetheless yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time though like I, I loved i loved the the look into leia leia's background and her life on Alder alderaan um even so far as to her first crush i thought that was neat <laughs> uh kira damati um what do you think of that heather i think it's cute i mean <laughs> i don't know i don't understand why there has to be a romantic interest in every sixteen-year-old girl, <laughs> I know she's a sixteen-year-old girl with. I don't know. What do you yeah. think, Todd? I mean, I think we think we know um, if there's a payoff. I agree. I don't know if if there's not a payoff. You know, if we don't see that kind of pay uh, later on in the book, then I, I agree with you, Heather. I don't know if it's really necessary mm -hmm. um, to have something like that. You know, and it was pretty much introduced right away in the book. It's like. You don't really need that. I mean, she's a strong enough female character that she doesn't need, you know, a man. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. A boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, a boyfriend. The only thing I was thinking is that he is outspoken against the Empire. And so yeah. something bad might happen to him 
and that might catalyze her even further into right. the rebellion yeah. is the only thing mm -hmm. I can think that's going to happen with this relationship because obviously he doesn't last. Yeah. Well, do you think that... <laughs> right. this is really dark? He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> canon father. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and that's the thing is, though, is like I don't feel like. The only reason that I feel like he may be a little necessary is because if without him, I feel like we already have Leia in A New Hope for, throughout the whole book. And so I, I feel like he helps in her character growth is what the way that I'm seeing it. Um, as far as, because like she mentioned at one point where they're introducing themselves and they're introducing their hobbies and stuff like that. And she's going through all the things of, well, climbing the mountain's not a hobby. I've got to do that for this. And the right. Senate's not a hobby. I'm doing this because of this. Everything well, I mean, I'm. Sense. I think he's so, a great character. I just don't understand the romantic. Like, I can be friend. Like me and you are friends. You yeah. know, I mean, we have meaningful conversations and we learn from each other. But it doesn't have to be romantic all the time. Well, true. And I don't think that they've crossed into romantic. I mean, she's attracted to him. Yes. Um, but I mean, again. She's a teenage girl, so... She's thinking about right. trying to figure out how he's going to get his arms around her. Well, it, well, and that... Actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I like that scene. Because it <laughs> that wasn't is the, funny. It wasn't the typical teenage girl of, oh, I'm going to scoot a little bit closer, just a hint <laughs> or something like that. It wasn't like that. It was, okay, well, should I, should I have just acted like I couldn't do it? Should I have positioned myself wrong? She's like, no. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And there was like... Right, right. Yeah. 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 And so I don't feel like it's sacrificing her character, him having a presence or a feeling toward her or anything like that, or with her, rather. Um, I think that it's it's helping her find out more of who she is. Um, that she's right. not the other girls. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, I just rambled yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah. But I mean, that's what I would go low, but I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. It, that oh, right. is yeah. forbidden for you right now. So, <laughs> so cool. So, um, so talking about everything else in the book, I guess. Um, so I'm, I'm digging the kind of, like, I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I kind of felt reminiscent of the Thrawn book in a few places, how Leia reasons out things. The um, the glimpses oh, are getting okay. into her mind and everything. Not saying that she's like Thrawn at all, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that they're, that, that, these writers uh, in these it, cases are taking like tactical characters and giving you these in look these inside looks into their what they're thinking and their reasoning and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it's the same style. I understand what now that you I'm like it's not like Thrawn, but it's <laughs> it's similar in yeah. the way where you're getting you're getting a little more dialogue in her head and what's the rationale behind how she kind of plays everything out, and that that is really cool. It's very similar to what we saw in Thrawn. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and I like seeing her reasoning things out. Um, because, I mean, you have Leia who, I mean, as we see in A New Hope and everything, she's the one that acts. She's like, I mean, if you're not going to save our skins, I will. So, I mean, she jumps into it. She's the one that's the first in line. But seeing that she's rationalizing things as quickly as she can and then acting, I think that's kind of cool. I mean, not to say that yeah. she wasn't already, but to see that happening, um, to me, was neat. So. <laughs> yeah, cool. I thought what she did on Wabani was... Mm, yes, let's talk about that. Yes. <laughs> so so um... I had been thinking the whole time, for one, Wabani sounded really familiar. 
and our good friend Todd here. Want to want to clue us in on that one? <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, she she takes uh, the sh- uh, her ship with Captain Tilly's, which I thought was a kind of a cool little thing where Captain Tilly's still saw her as a girl, mm-hmm. and uh, she kind of was miffed about it. You know, she's like, "I'm going to show him," you know, basically. And they go to Wobani, and Wobani is from Rogue One, and that's the prison planet that we meet K2 and Jin on. Um, that's where K- uh, Jin is at uh, in prison. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's a very desolate place. They kind of describe it as far as like the, there's a bunch of refuge, a bunch of very poor living uh, living conditions, and that's why she's going as almost like a missionary type you know, uh, quest to go and help save, you know, help these refugees. And so, yeah, when I first saw Wabani, I was like, I think that's Rogue One. And so it is, it's from Rogue One. So, and see, I had wondered too, cause like the whole time, every time they mentioned that name, I was like, and it sounds familiar. It's, I mean, again, I powered through <laughs> yeah. 10 chapters today, so there's no research to this, right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like, yeah, so I think yeah. that's a really cool parallel and also a really sad parallel yeah. because that's exactly where the book says that it ends up with, as far right. as them accepting the prison camp kind of style in order to survive. So obviously things don't get really any or much better than they were. Yeah, yeah, and in fact, it gets worse. By the time we see it in Rogue One, it is a prison planet, and there, I, I, you know, we don't know if the people that are on that planet are even just like living, or they're just in prison, you know, or they're slave labor or something like that, you know. So, oh, definitely, and that's her fault, kind (laughs) of. It could be, but I did like how. Yeah, I did like how she outsmarted the Imperials to refugees back to Alderaan. I thought that was very cool because that that tells you know from Leia's perspective, it tells that she understands Imperial law and that she knows how to get, which is basically trying to you know provide refuge for these refugees. Right. Right. I just thought it was poignant because. Just because you're doing the right thing doesn't mean you're always doing the right thing. And she learns that hard lesson too. Um, that's the thing because, like, she's like, "Oh man, I've saved a hundred refugees." Like, she's on top of the world. Yeah. She's got this. Yeah. And then goes back to find out that there was something else. That, it, it reminded me of like the cop shows where you're like, where they're like, "We've been we've been organizing a sting for like months, and you just ruined it all." <laughs> like that's yeah. what it made me think of, and so. Um, but I mean, like, I, I hated that for her because, like, it was it was a win for her. Like, it was her first win, and she was going to do something huge and do something big, and she did it, and it backfired in a way. In, in a way, yeah. I mean, because her mom, her mom's not really happy with her when she arrives back, and like, what are we going to do with these hundred people? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but at like, least she got mommy and daddy's attention. This is true, right? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I, I, and I hated that for her too, because like, it, I mean, obviously, outsider looking in, and we know how the story ends and what's all happening with it. Um, we know that that's what they're doing. They're organizing the rebellion, helping the rebellion, and everything. It just kind of sucks seeing that happen to Leia the way it is. Um, right. And, yeah. And it's it's it, it's a reminder of showing that she is still a kid. I mean, even though she she's a woman now or whatnot. 
um, with her day of demand and all that yeah. kind of stuff, she's still a kid who who needs her parents, and she tries venturing out. And it's like, oh, I'll show you. I'll get your I'll get your attention. She succeeded in the attention, did not succeed in what she was trying to do though. So, <laughs> so yeah. So and I hate that too for Wabani because now now seeing that it doesn't work, like I don't know, like I'm bummed out now. <laughs> it totally doesn't work. You're exactly right. <laughs> no, it, it yeah, poor Wabani. Um, but yeah, but I, I thought that that was cool though that um, that I mean they brought him back. I mean, and obviously Aldrin's got to be wealthy. I mean, they all had a what was it? I don't even know how to say it. A stipend? Is that what that is? They she gave literally gave them money and like here start your life over. Do whatever you want. Start your life over. And I'm like, okay. Just, just throwing out the change, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> Make it rain. Make it rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of, the other the other feel I get with Alderaan, it's very, very much like a renaissance thing mm -hmm. that with, you know, not only the, the pop and circumstance, but also like very, the arts and the style and all that stuff. And like a lot of wealth. And so you get kind of that, I feel like more of a renaissance feel with, with Alderaan and, mm -hmm. you know, how they deal with, uh, you know, the people. Oh, absolutely. I, I really do hope that Alderaan shows up in, like, a uh, in, like a side story or something. Like, somehow. I just want Alderaan to show. Like, I want to see it on screen for once or something. <laughs> oh, on screen. You, you want a flat say, It's here. <laughs> <laughs> No, on screen, like, I mean, gotcha. not saying in the Han Solo, but I mean, like, just, you know, like, the, the little side stories. Right, right, you're saying on screen that are not like that. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine it. I mean, it's it's beautiful in my yeah. head. Yeah. Like... <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, you do, you do get it in Revenge of the Sith. True, however briefly, but true. True. Very brief. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so I'm trying to think. So other notable things. So obviously we get to meet some other uh, characters as well as far as like her uh, climbing crew. I don't remember all of their names other than Sam is the only one that I remember. <laughs> Amelin. Oh yes. Castle. On, That's the one I want um, to talk about. Amelin Holdo. Bart and Kier. Yeah. Yeah. So Amelin Holdo. Yes. Did I? Yeah, so I basically, the apprentice legislator or whatever it's called, I mean, it's pretty much like a hoity-toity breakfast club. That's kind of <laughs> how I see this thing going down. Definitely. And then you've got uh, Amlin Holdo as uh, Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I definitely saw that correlation, for sure. <laughs> see, you're not the only one. Yeah. I felt like no, I, was I totally one, got it. That's the first thing I thought of when they were no. describing her colorful from head to toe. I'm like, that's Luna. That that's exactly what. That yeah. Is. I mean, yeah. she's just like super quirky, and I think I think I, I thought exactly of that uh, in Harry Potter. I was like, yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it, it makes me really excited for her character because I mean, previously we really didn't know really anything about her character other than. Who was playing her? She's in a purple dress, had purple hair. That was it. <laughs> um, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing her character develop a lot more throughout this. Um, she's just so interesting. Like she's the one I want to follow right now. <laughs> like I know it's about yeah. Leia, but I want to know about, more about Amelin for sure. Um, there's just something about her that I'm really and really intrigued to see come out um, and really come to life for sure. 
I don't know why I'm so interested in Batten. Is Batten, that how you uh, say that? Yes. Uh, Lieutenant uh, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, she's brave uh, for speaking her mind in the situation that she's in. Even though, I mean, it's not hurting her yet, but <laughs> yeah. it could. She she it took could, a 16-year-old yeah. girl to crate. <laughs> right, yeah. There's that. <laughs> Without yeah. asking anyone whether or right. not this was legit. <laughs> yep. No, definitely. Right. So now that's, that's the uh, second planet mm -hmm. that we know of and now is referenced in this book. And we know we're going to see in The Last Jedi. So... I was kind of curious why they would go back to that mm -hmm. if there was already some kind of rebel cell in crates prior to what we're going to see in Last Jedi. I don't know. What did you guys think of that? So my thought on it, I'm thinking, because, I mean, obviously the, the base on Dakar in Force Awakens, I believe that they're flushed out. Um, that's, that's done. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely on the run there. Um Maybe they're going back to where another remote place that they know that they might be safe. Obviously, we know they're not going to be safe with ATMs. Well, I mean, it could them, be but... an abandoned base. Yeah. From... It could be kind of like the last. They could go. Like, yeah. What was that time? Yeah, they could go back to Tat Tatooine. Yeah, there you go. Tatooine, <laughs> where. Uh, the... yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so um, I mean, in all honesty, I, I, I mean, obviously, we don't r really learn much about crate other than the texture terrain yeah the terrain of the planet um and that there's a rebel cell there so i mean i, I don't know i i know there's supposed to be a comic coming out after the um uh, after the last jedi uh storms of crate i believe the star wars uh one okay. shot from marvel right so that's supposed to say something yeah. on it too but i mean i don't know i think it may just be where they're retreating to kind of like uh hey here's where we're gonna try to make our last stand and right last ditch maybe yeah i don't know what do you think man I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I, I just I'm interested to see how it connects, uh, and if we go back to this in the book, or if this was just a one stop shop, you know. And then based on that, maybe we can get a little bit more into what's going to happen in the Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I can think of is like if it's already set up, then they could just plug and play and get in there, uh, you know, as a last stand, as you said, because they are going to be driven out. They know, you know, they know and. By the end of Force Awakens, we know where the First Order knows where they're at. So it's like we got to get out of here. Right. So maybe it's just like, hey, let's go to crate. Remember that in right. Leia book. <laughs> right. I read about that right. somewhere. <laughs> I read about that. Yeah. Jimmy Smith's there. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, man. So I hope it's not a one-off though, because like. For it to be that early in the book, well, I mean, yeah. it, not early. I guess it's the first third of the book, but I mean, for it to be yeah. that early, for it to be a one-off, I don't know. I'd be disappointed. I'm hoping to see more of it, because um, I mean, from what it seems like, Bale's got it set up, or he's trying to get them set up, because uh, we really don't know how far along this particular cell is. Um, but I'd be interested to know. I, I'd be interested to know a lot more about that for sure. Well, and again, like you said earlier, Danny, like this is where we got Princess Leia kind of her investigation on. She saw when she left Wabani, there was a space station um, that was attacked. Mm -hmm. And so she was trying to dig a little bit more deeper into it. And that's where you get kind of that Thrawn piece where she's investigating, yeah. finding the trails. And 
she also implies that the, the empire always, you know, is erasing information and she kind of had to dig for it. Mm -hmm. And then when you meet, when she goes to crate and she finds out that her dad's there, that's when he <laughs> right. kind of freaks out and is like, how did you know about this? Like, tell me how you found the, you know, the breadcrumbs to this base, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, yeah, I love how she just walked into a rebel cell, knowing she was probably walking into a rebel cell with a blaster on her hip and said, here I am. What's up? <laughs> that, <laughs> that and her trying to like, decide. What's up? This, yeah. And, and her trying to decide yeah. how she's going to meet whoever's about to come through the door. Yeah. <laughs> Should I keep it yeah. here? They'll find it then. Well, no, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. They're going to find it either way. I'll just point it at them. Why not? Might as well. Good. Good thing she didn't shoot dad. That would have been exactly. bad. <laughs> that would have, yeah. Rogue One would have had a different ending. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see if, we're, if we get more Last Jedi breadcrumbs out of this. Because like I wasn't, I don't know why, because I'm pretty sure I heard that Amalyn Holdo was supposed to be in this book. I had completely forgot though. But when they said that that's who it was, I was like, oh, that's that girl. That's that lady. That's the one. So I got really, really excited, uh, especially with the mention of crate and everything. Like just, I couldn't tell. Uh, right? I couldn't tell. I know. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my, my, I scared my dog. But anyways. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, so leaving off in the last... Uh, last few chapters so she's going to a moon i don't have the name of the moon it's like unamla or something like that something Ilana or i-l-o-n-a or i can't remember i don't know i didn't know how to pronounce it when i saw it anyway it doesn't matter um, but it's a moon, it moon it number matter. three yeah the star wars name doesn't matter exactly um but it's a it's one of the moons of naboo and I love how she prefaces this of like, oh. oh, yeah, I'm going to this. And, you know, mom, you'll be good with it. And they, they won't care because uh, it, it, this is a safe one. This is a safe one. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, it's just a moon. Yeah, it's just a moon. And it's like a moon of Naboo. It's like, oh, you're not doing anything but going to Palpatine's home world. Not a big deal <laughs> at all. <laughs> or your real place. No big deal. Birthplace. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's true. Um, so, yeah, so I'm interested, because the way that that ended, because I, I know the way that we've normally done our chapters, it kind of makes it seem episodic. That did that for me, because it was like a, oh, it's nothing, and then you see something in the background, like, on fires. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was like, everything's going to be great. <laughs> um, and so I'm definitely interested to see where that's going to go. Um, and what antics she gets into there, um, and what we find. So, yeah. Well, I'm also curious, like, if Briha is trying to shield her from that at all. I mean, uh, like, again, we, we know that Leia is curious, mm -hmm. and that's part of her character. And, you know, if she does any digging, does she find anything about her mom? Um, would be kind of interesting. But I don't know. I don't know if they're going to go that deep, yeah. you know, because it seems like she's kind of jet-setting back and forth. Like, she goes to Coruscant, and she meets Tarkin, mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of cool as well. Um, just too. that little interaction. I love his little snark uh, at her. Yeah. Oh, Tarkin's one of my favorite characters. He's so <laughs> imperial and so snarky. It's But he knows everything, and that's what made it amazing. You know, oh, yeah. he knows every little detail, which is great. 
Oh, definitely. Um, I, I love the comparison with him where she kept saying, like, Hawk and Talon, or Falcon and Talon, something like that, where she kept comparing him to uh-huh. that. Um, the all, the yeah. whole time, though, she was talking to him, all I could think about was the scene in, in A New Hope where she's like, I recognized your foul stench <laughs> when I got on board. <laughs> like, because like, thinking about her going up to me, oh, yeah, I'm going to introduce myself. And then from that to that, I'm just, I, I want to see that progression. <laughs> the the relationship became jaded at some point. At yes. some point, yes. Um, I yeah, would not call yeah. them biffles at all. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So, yeah. Um, so, thinking about what you said about Naboo, actually, kind of got me thinking, Todd. So, this is like a, I don't know, it's probably like the dumbest theory ever. But, so, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, just saying. But anyway, so, so you know how, like, in, in, in the movies, they've always kind of, everyone's always kind of questioned on how Leia knew her mom, where she's questioned about that, and uh, I think it's Return of the Jedi with Luke. It's like, do you remember our mom? Yes. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, oh yeah, I remember her. She was very sad or whatever. So the mountain that they're climbing, they had made mention of that being something like, a, like um, what is it? I'm trying to think of what they're called. Um, the, spiritual people will go up to the top of it and it, it would get them closer to the force, kind of stuff like that. Oh, right. So I mm-hmm. wonder if through these travels and everything, I wonder if something happens to her through the Force, if we'll get that kind of thing, um, especially with uh, in the, the from a certain point of view where we get the point of view of uh, Yoda, who preferred to train her rather than Luke, um, and things like that. So I, I don't know. I just like. It, I think it would be. I think it would be interesting if, you know, as we progress through the book, if there is something where she just has that intuition. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what we see with Luke and Anakin, just by having not really realizing the Force, um, and even Ray to an extent, where you get that intuition, she just does what she does, um, and not realizing that it is the Force. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if we get some of that as she, we progress through this book. Definitely, I, I would love to see yeah. her having that intuition or some kind of connection to the Force of something, um, because I mean, we get it very finite in the original trilogy like kind of like luke's over there kind of stuff like that but other than that there's not really anything there and so it's kind of a wonder of like how you mentioned ray of is it just something that's always been there and she didn't know what to call it or right what we might see because i would love to see that in the book in some capacity just some acknowledgement of it i think is what i was getting at with my weird theory yeah (laughs) yeah i really didn't even think about that now that you say that, I think yeah. it would be very interesting if they explore that a little bit more uh, in, in this book. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, we know in, in the Legend series, she becomes a Jedi. But, like, in now in the new canon, um, it definitely seems like, it, it, as we meet her in Force Awakens, she's really more just resistance and, mm-hmm. you know, in the senator kind of legislation part of it and not seen on the force. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, I would like to see if we do get some kind of glimpse of, yeah, I felt something, but I don't know what that is, but it led me to this spot or whatever. Right. Just something. Give me something. <laughs> yeah, just something. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's cool. So did anybody else have anything else they wanted to talk about on the book? Any Anything else we wanted to mention or anything like that? 
I I mean overall again just kind of overall uh, of it I, I do like the tone of it I do like of Leia and how she gets to those you know what she's trying to do and the and what's the rationale behind that so I think it's really good um, I read Bloodlines from Claudia Gray and I absolutely love that book and so I'm really digging this book too she I think she's honed in on Leia as a as and she's really writing it but just, just how thrawn i mean that's no one else can write thrawn the way timothy zahn can right. and so i really feel like claudia gray is nailing the character and essence of leia and um i'm really enjoying this book so far i completely agree with that um I, yeah late I, and, and i mean leia has always been a, a, a favorite character of mine but she's never been my favorite but at the same time, like with this book, I, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm getting a newfound appreciation for the character. Um, getting to see her becoming who we meet uh, eventually. Um, even so much as in Rebels where she's helping her dad and all this other kind of stuff. And meets up right, with yeah. them. It, it's cool yeah. seeing some of these things that are kind of reminiscent of that. Um, I'm really excited for the next 10 chapters for sure. I'm, re- I'm, I'm excited to see what we're going to find out. Like, I feel like I've got a present that I just need to unwrap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so right. excited. Uh, Heather, what about you? I really like that we get to see how someone with privilege and opportunities and really choices can become someone that has to watch their planet be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So... You know, how does she go from her fancy bed to the prison on the Death Star? Right. Um, and that's why I'm enjoying this journey. Oh, definitely. So, so do y'all feel like because we know how it technically ends, does that does that keep you from enjoying it any less, any more, anything like that? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. And again, I, I even, you know, now that you say that, I almost want to know a little bit more about Alderaan. So it hurts even more when I see uh, A New Hope again, um, just for the fact that we don't get a lot of it and we got a glimpse of it real quick in Revenge of the Sith. But it would be very interesting to see a little bit more about the people, the art and everything. And if we can get a little bit more into the culture, I, I think that that payoff is better um very similar to how off in New Hope. I would love to see this uh, play out a little bit better in, in the book. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you there. <laughs> Sorry, it was kind of jumping it out. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. Um, and, and maybe it's because okay. like it's something that we haven't had. Maybe that's why we want it so bad. <laughs> that's what, I don't know. So, yeah, exactly. You, you can't have it, and you know you'll never have it, and just dangling in front of you. Um, so right, yeah. But no, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely. I'm with you. I, I want to see more of the culture. I want to see more of everything of Alderaan. It's it's just a mystery, um, and getting this little glimpse that we are getting into their traditions and how they do things and everything. It's it's exciting. I'm I'm really excited about this book. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. it, you can ask Heather. That's it's tough for me. <laughs> I love how a quick of a read it is, yeah. too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you say that. Well, I think, you know, like, no. yeah, Danny, when you, when you say, like, you have a hard time reading, really, that's where I feel like I connect with Star Wars books the most is because 
a lot of the stuff that they know. Um, and that helps me visualize a little bit better. So that's where my reading kind of kicked in, like just picking up Star Wars books is that, you know, you kind of already know the universe a little bit mm -hmm. and that helps with, um, you know, character development and you're like, oh yeah, I've, I've seen Luke. I know what Luke does or right. I've seen Leia. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to imagine. And that helps kind of, you know, from a reading perspective, you're not, there's not, I mean, there is world building, but not a ton where you're like, I'm totally lost. I have yeah. no idea what crate is or what Bonnie or whatever yeah. you kind of know some of these planets, which is, which is nice. You know, I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, that does help a lot. And so maybe that's, yeah. I don't know, I'm hooked. So <laughs> I, I'm you were hooked from here. the first chapter of Thrawn. Admit it. <laughs> I was. <laughs> You're a little late to the game, man. You're a little late to the game, but that's okay. That's good. That's good. We we got a lot of them to read, but uh, we're 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 gonna read them. We're definitely doing it. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm yeah. all in now. <laughs> all thanks yeah. to her. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so cool guys. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll close out um, our first episode of Holocron Book Club. Book Club. I don't know what just happened there. Holocron Club. Club. <laughs> I'm gonna club you. Club. Club. So. <laughs> Holocron Book Club for Leia, Princess of Alderaan, the first 10 chapters. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Todd. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And can you tell where everybody where to find you and your podcast? Yeah, I'm part of WSTR Media. Um, we're kind of like a public radio kind of style um, of Star Wars. And so we, we can be found on WSTR Media, all one word, all over case. And uh, it's the four of us, and we kind of just talk about um, of Aaron Julian, Armand Haddad, and Rutch Johnson. There are some friends that I met at from church. And uh, we got together, and we just kept on talking about Star Wars. I'm like, we got to take this to pod you know do a podcast and almost at a year so um we did it for about a year and um yeah i just i'm a huge nerd man i love star wars so um yeah <laughs> thank you you know um but yeah i mean uh i've i've always loved star wars so even i i basically empire from you know when i was five and I haven't looked back. And you got to read. This is the book you got to read, bro. This one right here. All right, Heir to the Empire. Okay. Yeah. So that that came out in like '94. That's my first Star Wars book. So I've been reading ever since. So like Heather has a huge case. I have a huge bookcase of Star Wars books. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'll definitely have to pick that one up. I've got Kenobi for the Legends. I did get that one on like a, okay. a, like yeah. a sale or something no. for like three bucks. So I was like, uh, definitely. <laughs> so yeah. the, 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 this, this will change this year, man. That will change your life. So. For sure, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but will it yeah. break your heart? It will. Yeah. yeah. But you get, I mean, uh, yeah, you get to see Thrawn, you know, a different side of on and and it's that timothy's on builds so 
cool. That's awesome. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. All these yeah. goodies. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, so guys definitely check out uh, their podcast, their their WSCR media. Um, a lot of good stuff. I love your episodes. You're one of the podcasts that I listen to like all the time. So, <laughs> um, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so guys, check them out. Um, and you can check us out at uh, Kessel Run Weekly for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, also on our website, KesselRunWeekly.com. And be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube if you enjoyed this video or any other other of our subsequent videos. Um, make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel. Um, and until next time, guys. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. And this is Todd. May the force be with you. <laughs>